Welcome to the Oxford Psychiatry Podcast Series, brought to you today by Daniel Morn. I'm an advanced trainee in psychiatry here at the Oxford Deanery. I'm here speaking to Stephen Puntis, who's a DPhil student at the University Department of Psychiatry, currently working with the Social Psychiatry Group. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. I'm very interested to hear about your, your work, because you work in uh, the Social Psychiatry Group and you focus on continuity of care. That's right, yes. Continuity of care is a, quite an interesting topic at the moment because, um, well, mental health services are changing so much. So maybe you could begin by just telling us a little bit about continuity of care. I think the interesting thing about continuity of care is it's, it's an intuitive concept. So you ask a clinician about it, and you ask a capable manager, and you ask a patient, and they all seem to go, oh, I know what that is. You know, it's, you know, it's how things are coherent that they feel to me, the patient says. And the, you know, the clinician says, well, you know, it's how, how we look after the patient over a period of time. Right. Um, but I think the interesting thing and in how academics look at it is, as a social construct, it's constantly changing, has changed over time. So in the early days, you could just say, what is the relationship between a patient and the physician over time? But because not only mental health services, but health care in general it has become so specialised, it's no longer such a simple relationship. So what you're saying is that continuity of care is uh, the relationship that builds up over time between a patient and the physician or the nurse or, or whatever healthcare professional it is. And that continuity of care refers to actually the care being continued by a particular professional. Is that, is that what you mean? That's right. And, and, and that's one part of it. And I think now, with modern-day healthcare... That, that expands to not only just the sort of longitudinal aspect, i.e. over time, but also how the different services that provide for a person's care interact with each other to make this experience coherent for the patient. So the, the integration of care. Exactly. That's a very buzzword at the moment, isn't it? Integrated exactly. care, integrated care. So continuity of care and integrated care no. work, work together That's in that right. sense. So... I mean, looking at continuity care, what, what are the, what's potentially stopping that? I mean, surely it's the ideal, isn't it, that, that um, a patient gets to know their doctor very well and, and that their care improves because of that relationship and the trust improves. What, why hasn't everyone got good continuity of care? <laughs> um, I guess there's, there's academic answers to that and there's political one, but I'll try and stay on the academic side. So, um, I guess because people move through the system at various points in time and services change um, as we try to improve services and people move on and I think all those impact on whether a person can have continuous care. So for instance in mental health one of the big things that's happened in the last few years is that inpatient and outpatient services have split so you have a consultant who's purely inpatient and looks after you know people in hospital wards and then you have a consultant who sits out in the community and looks after and the patient and I guess therefore the patient is split between these two sides and the, and the important thing for people who are invested in a patient's continuity of care is that that seems like an integrated process and that doesn't always happen. Okay so so actually when we're trying to um, get the the ward working really well by giving a specialised inpatient consultant 
and getting the community working well by getting a specialist community consultant, what you've actually done is, is disrupt continuity of care. And what are, your, what are your concerns about that? I mean, why, why is that a problem? I mean, maybe it's not the ideal, but what's your particular problem with that? Well, I think, I think the most the valuable contribution to this has actually come from interviews with patients and, and sort of the qualitative aspect of, of what we've asked patients. And so the qualitative? Yeah. So okay. Um, and, and what they say a lot is that it's this idea of having to retell their story consistently to, to new people. And a lot of our patients have quite chaotic lives and this is an added stressor to them and they feel like to a certain extent, no one really knows their story or follows them and can understand, you know, not only their symptomology, but things that impact on their quality of life and their functioning. Um, so it's about getting to know the patient's story, getting to know the narrative and the nature of their, their condition, rather than just necessarily the symptoms that you're seeing in, in, in front of you. Exactly, and that sounds quite unscientific, but, but in actual fact, you know, psychiatry is a very, as a profession, is a very interpersonal profession. And so this sort of story, the nature of this person's illness, isn't just a tick box. Let's move on to your uh, work now and your DPhil. You're looking specifically into continuity of care and how this relates to outcomes. Tell us a bit about that. So, I guess there's been a lot of um, theoretical work on, on defining continuity of care and, and how it's changed, um, but not a lot of study on whether continuity of care actually improves outcomes and, and ways we can measure that. And the to- that's the topic of... of of my thesis. Okay, and well, have you? Where have you got to with with finding out about maybe what continuity care actually is and and how it actually relates to uh, outcomes? I guess the <laughs> the biggest thing I've found out so far is that there's no continuity in continuity of care research. Oh right. Um, so what I've tried to do um, is is take some measures that other people have used and apply them and see whether they have any association with well-known outcomes. So it's at a very basic level, I'm taking a broad brush stroke and just seeing what's out there. So in a sense, um, when uh, in the different studies that are looking into continuity of care, one, one study might look at continuity of care in one way, whereas other, somebody else has defined it in another way, and actually trying to get a coherent answer from the literature about how it impacts on outcomes has been quite difficult. Exactly. Right. And, I mean, despite that, maybe that difference or perhaps that heterogeneity, is there any, is there any relation at all to, to outcomes? Well, I've recently completed a systematic review and there do seem to be some trends, although it's quite a messy picture. Um, we found a trend in, in reduction of hospitalisation, i.e. having good continuity of care in the community prevents patients from being readmitted or at least prevents the times when they are readmitted for, for the patients who are very ill. Um, another trend that we found is towards improving a patient's functioning in the community. And I guess what I mean by functioning is the ability to, to do daily tasks um, and look after themselves and, I guess, involve themselves in community life. 
seems like two very important results actually. So continuity of care has an association with with reduced admissions and um, global assessment of functioning. So it, it, in a sense, independence. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, is what are you going to do with that result? And is there any way that we can we can create greater focus on continuity of care? Well, I think I think there is a big focus on continuity of care if you look at mental health legislation and, and certainly a lot of policy documents. People talk about it a lot, um, but there isn't a lot of action. And, and I think partly that's because people don't know what to do. And in my research, I think the overarching theme is to try and figure out ways that we, from a service level, you know, so what can a care coordinator do, what can a psychiatrist do, just these basic things that, that can improve a patient's continuity of care. Okay. Maybe there's a tension between the um, top-down political uh, agenda and, and the day-to-day clinical practice. It would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. And I think, um, you know, uh, it makes sense in policy to say you know, continuity of care is important. Um, I, but I think it's far harder to implement that in day-to-day care, you know, because I guess the mental health services have a lot of um, of important things that they, they need to achieve with, with any one patient and, and, and a lot of, uh, what's the right word? Competing yeah, interests, basically. Yeah. On, on their time. Yeah. Stephen, it's been really interesting speaking to you today. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for inviting me. And thank you for tuning into the Oxford Psychiatry podcast series. I hope you listen to some more. Thank you. Goodbye.